This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous edition of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast. And I, you know, with us, I guess, and I'll introduce him in just a minute, has been with us many, many times and talking about something that I hold near and dear, which is called kiddos. So with that, I always love to start a section with a quote from my book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty Success for Authors and Writers. And remember, what we try to do for you here is to give you a variety of ahas and insights and tips and how-tos for your author publishing and book marketing success. And that's what we're going to do today. So my quote is, if there are sections in your writing that are ho-hum, Hit the delete button. If it's ho-hum to you, imagine how your reader may react. The word imagine is the perfect word to use for what our topic um, is all about today. Joining me once again is the fabulous Richard Riemann. He's an author himself um, of the Author's Guide to Audiobook Creation. He's also known as the Audiobook Wizard. And I'm going to add on the storybook wizard. And with that, he's created um, uh, the Imagination Storybooks nonprofit, which we're going to talk about today, to make children's illustrated books accessible to all kids by creating audiobooks with audio description of the pictures for blind children and video books with captions and sign language for deaf children and neurodiverse children with learning challenges. So with that said, Richard, hey, welcome back to the program. Hi, Judith. Great to be here again. It is. I mean, it's like I get to play with you today. So with that said, um, that there's been so many challenges, I think, in some school systems with, with banned books, with new banned books, with just a variety of things. I, I want to make sure that we kiss on what you're doing at, um, uh, you know, Imagination Storybooks that just might be the cast meow for parents and teachers. So do not let me leave without coming back to reintroduce that. Promise me? Absolutely. All right. So with that, how in the heck did you become the audiobook wizard? <laughs> well... <laughs> Judith, you know, you helped me come up with the idea as an experienced audiobook narrator for over 10 years of writing the book on the author's guide to audiobook creation. And I remember you saying, you know, Richard, you know, you're the audiobook wizard. And from that moment on, I said, 
that fits. That's what I'm going to call myself as a way for people to remember me. And every time I speak or uh, talk to people and I say I'm the audiobook wizard, they have mm-hmm. no idea what my name is, but they remember that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, lesson learns for all you listeners that it's so important to come up with something. It is catchy is good, but I think the really the magic word is memorable. Come up with a description for what you do, who you are, that is memorable. And as Richard said, they may not remember his name, but they remember this. Does that sound reasonable, Richard? What I just Yes. And it also helps that I actually have played a wizard in many audiobooks, you know, they once upon a time, I was a wizard. And uh, so I have the, uh, the wizard voice, too, that I use sometimes in our audiobooks. Okay, so you, you transition from Plain Jane audiobooks to now we have <clears throat> elegant, elite, fancy dancy books that kids never had access to. What, what, what is the bridge that made that happen? Well, as an audiobook narrator, I also had connections with the blind community. I was a uh, guide for blind skiers for many years. So I had blind friends and I was a volunteer for Learning Ally, recorded books for the blind, uh, mm-hmm. reading books for the blind. And I noticed that there was a gap in the audiobook world, which is that children um, get audiobooks of chapter books all the time, but picture books, because they, the pictures are not explained, uh, are not made into audiobooks. And I thought, well, what if we added audio description, which is growing in the movie and TV industry and even live theater, mm-hmm. describing the action? What if we added that to children's illustrated books? Wouldn't that make it more accessible for blind children? So that's how it began. And mm-hmm. then uh, we also had the deaf community say, you know, there are very few children's illustrated books that are accessible in sign language. So we have added videos with sign language for deaf children. Mm-hmm. So are you one of those best kept secrets out there that not enough parents or um, teachers? I, I think we need to think teachers. We think I, I'm thinking elementary schools, um, preschools. Uh, what about moms of preschoolers? Do they all know about exactly. you? Exactly. No, they don't. And and that's, you know, every small nonprofit has a challenge in um, making ourselves known, just like any self-published or independently published author, getting their book known. You have to do a lot of marketing. And we are just really beginning our marketing efforts by creating the Imagination Storybooks Club on our website where parents and uh, children and and teachers, especially special ed teachers, can have access to our library of videos with audio description and the audios with audio description of children's illustrated books. So we're really just beginning the marketing campaign to let everybody know we have over 100 books already done, made accessible. That's a lot. I mean, it seems it seems to me that could be a lot. So um, I know how kids devour books, especially youngsters. So um, is there a, 
what kind of age range, Richard, would this club be for? We're really going after the ages three to eight, which are the critical times in early childhood development for literacy. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some Braille books out there, but not mm -hmm. many. Uh, and Braille, unfortunately, is a dying art. I know, that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Only 10% of children, blind children, are learning Braille right now, according to the National Federation of the Blind. So that other 90% is, is solely dependent on the audio and listening. And we need to make these children's books accessible to them at a critical time in their development. Well, I do know, and, and that's why I'm so alarmed, Richard, when I hear about, uh, I mean, one teacher, I listened to her interview, um, and it truly broke my heart um, that they were, she's based in Florida, and they were literally coming in and confiscating all the books. They weren't cherry picking. They were wrapping them all up and pulling them out on that. And, and these are kids in this range. They're, you know, the, the, the kindergartners through like that eight-year-old, which is exactly what you say, that that's when the formation of, of real learning, the love of words, words understanding come into play. And if it gets missed, it's like, um, to me, I, I think it's criminal. But, that, but as you know, I feel strongly about this. Yes, uh, and it's it's such a shame what is happening that um, you know removing any access to books uh, at all to me it's a nightmare. I grew up uh, at the age of five. I would take the bus with my sister Kathy to the mm -hmm. next town to go to the Pullman Library and have access to uh, you know walk in and see all these. Thousands of books out there on shelves, and be able to take five at a time at that time home for free. And you know, uh, children need more access to books, not less. Mm -hmm. So we have to do all we can to make books accessible to them. And our audiobooks with audio description, of course, are for all children. Um, and if I may, I can give you a sample of what we're talking about with audio mm -hmm. description. Mm -hmm. um, so here's, here's just, you know, there's a read along part and then there's the audio description. And this is from, if I were your angel, if I were your angel, I'd use my harp to strum you notes, both flat and sharp, fill your ears with joyful song so you can clap and sing along. And the description of the picture Birds soar above pink-tinged clouds. Music staffs with notes on them float like ribbons in the sky. Seated on a fluffy cloud, a girl reaches out to a bird as it flies past through the blue expanse, chasing a stray note. That it's is the difference huge. in audio description of it's the illustrations. Yeah, it, it, you were in it. We're just kissing our first break, but I, I have to tell you, when I was looking at one of the books with Richard, I got so engrossed with the audio narrative that I wasn't even looking at stuff anymore. I wanted, what is he going to tell me next? 
what little gem that maybe I don't see, because especially with kids' books, a lot of times the illustrations are very big. So that gets your attention and you don't see all the subtleties. We're going to be right back with this is Richard Riemann. We're talking about the power of books, of stories, of, of images for kids. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Richard Riemann today, an old friend of the Author You your guide to book publishing podcast. And you can find Richard, connect with him, follow what's going on at imaginationstorybooks.org, which is a nonprofit he created to um, really deliver children's illustrated books that were accessible, accessible, both with hearing, with visual, um, for kiddos who don't have perfect vision, who don't have perfect hearing which there is millions of them out there. So moving on, Richard, um, we've got, um, when, you, when you work on e- these descriptions, and I know I, you, you gave us a great example before we went to the break, are there special people who are in this field, uh, narrators who really understand, or how to, and then, and, and I, I think you might say yes, but, um, how do they how do they chew apart uh, let's say a two page spread on a children's illustrated book and start putting together that narrative 
Yes, our audio description writers are professionals who write for movies on Netflix and HBO and and they write for theater performances and they love doing children's books because they have the gift of time. Instead of having to quickly describe something in between dialogue, we can take the time to describe a picture and we are not interpreting the pictures for the authors. We are just describing what is there. Uh, so, you know, we will say the little girl um, is frowning, not say the little girl is sad. We're not interpreting emotions when we do audio description. We are actually describing the images that the author and the illustrator have created. And that's what makes it different. And, and it really is a skill that's being taught now how to write audio description well and how to make it rich enough where it's part of a, a different experience. I mean, what we do is, is almost a different art form mm-hmm. when, you, when you add the, the, you know, the pictures, the words to the pictures. If a picture is worth a thousand words, well, we don't use a thousand words. We don't need a thousand words, but it certainly is worth the right words. So when you were saying um, the difference between saying the little girl is sad versus, the, you know, in the, in, the, in the narrative, the little girl is frowning. I have to tell you, when you said that word frowning, all of a sudden I moved my face into a frowning position. I, I could feel my lower lip going out. Maybe I had a little sniffle, <laughs> but, but but literally that's what these kids, because they know what frowning is. They, they you know, they've probably done more than their share <laughs> and yeah. they're engaged. So, you know, what you're doing is you're bringing in the powerful word engagement. This, yes. this combo. And, and Judith, what we've discovered is um, that, you know, we started with doing just the audio versions for, for blind children. Well, you know, parents of deaf children said there are so few books with American Sign Language where I can help teach my child at that age uh, about, you know, the use of sign language. And captions are fine, but, but ASL is so much better. So we created these videos that have both captions and American Sign Language interpretation at the same time. Then we also discovered that neurodiverse children, and by that I mean children with autism or dyslexia or other learning challenges, they love our videos too because we put a picture up and we, we talk about the story, story and explain the picture and then there's another picture and we explain it. And it's very easy for them to comprehend. Okay, so you've brought in, I think, a new word for a lot of our listeners, neurodiverse. You've just kissed on it. So can you go into just a little bit more of what is that? It just means your brain uh, interprets things differently uh, in many different ways. That's why with autism, I mean, there's a wide mm-hmm. spectrum of mm-hmm. how children behavior and learning experience uh, is uh, that are, you know, are, are not considered you know, on the, the normal 
brain waves, their brains act a little differently. You know, uh, not that that's wrong, it's just different. And it presents some challenges. And dyslexia is another one where mm-hmm. the words, it's hard for them to read. It's hard for them to put together the words in the order they're in. It's just the way their brain functions. And mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about when we talk about neurodiversity, just differences in the way that people think and learn. Mm-hmm. I had a very dyslexic son and um, we had a tape recorder. <laughs> he, he had to go to school with a tape recorder um, to record stuff that he could hear back because he just couldn't, the words just, he couldn't see them, not during those early years anyway. These kids think there's something wrong with them uh, because they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they can't learn uh, the same way that other children do. And what we're saying, and we make sure we have a lot of books actually in our collection that feature children who are autistic or have sensory processing disorder or dyslexia or are deaf or blind. We Mm -hmm. feature them as main characters in these books so kids can see themselves and realize that, you know, they're not that different. Mm -hmm. So um, when, when you're putting this together, what are we doing different? Like, I mean, one of the things I think that's pretty awesome um, that your team did uh, when Winnie the Pooh all of a sudden transitioned, crossed the bridge into what was called, is called the public domain. And um, I, I have no idea of how many versions now of Winnie the Pooh have been created in the last year. Do you? Well, there have been many, you know, those <laughs> yeah. in public domain. Everybody wants to, you know, be the voice of, of the uh, the original A.A. A. Mill 1926 book. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and ours, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, ours well, is different, Judith, because, um, you know, we're the only one with audio description of the pictures. And just this past week, um, our book, Winnie the Pooh, the accessible version, Mm-hmm. was number one in children's anthology books on Audible. Oh, uh, I love so that. We see, we see there's an audience for this particular kind of book beyond just parents and teachers uh, of, of blind uh, children. Uh-huh. So um, when you put that together, can we, can we talk about the, the making of Winnie the Pooh by chance? Absolutely. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'll tell all our listeners, Richard actually uh, created a Kickstarter program and and raised all the monies to to deliver an unbelievable first rate um, edition, first edition, I guess I'll call it, of Winnie the Pooh with a team of experienced designers and narrators that um, this is not something that was done at the kitchen table. Let me just say that. Um, so, <laughs> although it started at the kitchen table, probably. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Richard, what was the process? Um, I mean, you've got drawings you've got to do. do did you use the original ones? Did you get new ones? Do you have diff- did you have variations on the 
the, the words that were originally used? Was there a tweak, twist to modernize them? Help our listeners out. Yeah, well, the book was published in 1926, and there were there there were some things in there that were you know worded a little strangely, like uh, uh, when Christopher Robin asks his uh, the narrator to to go um, watch him take a bath. I thought that was a little inappropriate, so we changed that. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we. Uh, but but really, we used the pictures from the original 1926 book, the illustrations, and our blind audio editor, uh, Trish Snyder, told me that, you know, he had it in his own mind. He, he was totally blind since birth. What these Winnie the Pooh characters look like, because they're not described that well, actually, uh-huh. in the book itself, uh-huh. because they speak for themselves. And for the first time, he kind of knew what Eeyore looked like. And he was more oh. oh. And that's what, we took this team together. We have volunteers. Some of the top narrators in the country have volunteered their voices. Johnny Heller being one who's won every award for audiobook narration there is and was named like one of the golden voices of the 20th century. He's Winnie the Pooh. And I got the privilege of being the narrator. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, about <laughs> last Friday, Winnie the Pooh was walking through the Hundred Acre Wood. So, you know, and we take all of these voice actors, about half of whom are actually blind or um, visually impaired themselves, uh, to take on the characters. And it turned into a three hour audiobook. That, that little book. And, and you know, Richard, one of the things that I loved, 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 because I, you know, I, I was honored to help support it, um, that my reward was I could send a, I think it was, was it Mother's Day or a birthday? I can't, was it Mother's Day? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I, I, I sent Mother's Day greetings with Winnie the Pooh doing the voice. To a few yes, people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have our Winnie the Pooh who uh, voices personalized birthday wishes. And that's we're going to include that in our storybooks club mm-hmm. that we'll have on our website. Um, and if you go to the website, you'll see the information on the storybooks club. But uh, that's something that I think, you know, uh, parents, even more than kids, uh, just love hearing Winnie the Pooh wishing them happy birthday. Well, growing up with Winnie the Pooh, and um, or, or, or maybe I discovered Winnie the Pooh much later because, you know, well, I, I won't go into my childhood, but um, that discovering it much, much later, um, it does, it's rich. It's just rich. All right. So we're going to take our second break. I would love to have Richard when we come back. Um, let's talk about the Imagination Storybook Club because I. I think it's kind of cool. Number one, all of you authors might want to think about creating a club. Maybe you have something you're working on that a club might just be the hot thing for your fans and fans to be. We'll be right back.
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're all about audiobooks. We're all about video books. We're all about the combination of them, and we're really have a focus on kiddos today. But I, I don't want our guest, who is truly an expert in audiobook creation land, to um, leave us, at least before the show's over, without some tips on creating audiobooks. So, Richard, can you promise me that we will do that maybe in our last segment? Absolutely. We'd love, okay. we'd love to do that. All right. So we are doing, um, I kind of kissed on uh, your new baby. And, and you know, before we get into this, I've got to ask you, how, how many of the big boy publishers, I'm talking the people with buku bucks are, and, and produce children's books, how many of them have approached you? How many of them to include, I mean, you've got a hundred of them to include in their catalogs or, or are they anyone else creating their own? I mean, what's going on in publishing land for kids? Well, we are doing something unique and we have approached all of the top five, certainly um, audiobook publishers, the <laughs> Macmillan's, the Scholastics, the mm-hmm. Harper Collins uh, and, and Penguin Random House. And, and, and you know, the, and we've approached them and said, you know, why don't you make your books accessible by adding audio description? We can either do it for you or we can show you how to do it. And the unanimous reaction has been, we don't see the profitability in it. Oh, uh, boo. To have books made accessible. They don't think there's a wide enough audience out there. Even when I explained that once you add descriptions of the pictures for children's picture books, they're for all children, not just children with disabilities. Okay. And, you know, so, and we have a, a wonderful consultant who used to work at Scholastic Books who said, you know, um, 
you're you're trying to appeal to the publishers' hearts uh, by you know to make books accessible. They don't have any. Um, they, 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 they've got wallets that they want to fill. Oh my God! Uh, oh, oh, Richard. <laughs> you know, it's it's the black heart of publishing that just kind of rolled out of my mouth. Um, I, you know, I just uh, as an aside, when I came out with really one of my breakout pioneering books, it got turned down by every major. Um, and, um, and I went with a smaller press to get it out and it hit eight printings and sold gazillions of copies and landed me on everything from the cover story of People magazine to the Wall Street Journal and even surviving the National Enquirer because they didn't think that there was any market for it. They didn't think, and I, and my experience with the black heart of publishing is their response is often to what the latest article is they've read somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and I understand dollar crunching. I do understand that. And, and that is mm -hmm. the way, um, you know, literally coming, but you know, I'm, as you're saying that I could think because some of the voices are so delicious on these um, video audio books that a kid who is, under the weather, just having kind of a bummer day or whatever, it's almost something that they can cozy up with and have someone read to them with a different way than what mom and dad read because of describing all the descriptions. I, I think the market numerically could be far bigger than anyone imagines. It should and be for all kids, frankly. Are, so we are setting the example for them. Uh, you know, we're showing them. Winnie the Pooh accessible version, the number one seller in children's book anthologies on Audible. You know, yes, you can make money doing mm -hmm. accessible versions of audiobooks. So, you know, we started out uh, giving our uh, audiobooks and video books away through this, the Describe and Caption Media Program, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Education, dcmp.org. They make these audio and video books available for free to qualified parents of blind and deaf children and teachers of blind and deaf children. And that's a wonderful. We reach tens of thousands of parents, teachers, and children that way. But now we are expanding it so that everyone will have access to these audio and video books. Which is exactly what they should. I mean, I just, you know, as I was just sitting here, I mean, you know, you and I both live in Colorado. We have been film bombarded with snow days more than I can remember in my 30 plus years living here um, where, you know, it would be a different way to read a book, different way to look at it, uh, a different activity. And I'm thinking they these the black heart of publishing is really missing the boat, really missing the boat so now all right so they missed the ship maybe they'll come back and get on again you know but you now are opening it up um and um and so let's talk about the the club yes the uh storybooks club so we are it's going to be a subscription model 9.99 a month 99 dollars a year for access to all of these audio and video books with audio description, 
We do a version of the video with ASL, American Sign Language for Deaf Children, and then we do a pure audio version if you just want to listen to it. And we're making all the audiobooks downloadable so you can listen on your own device. So, uh, and we're also offering discounts to uh, group discounts. If libraries or um, schools want to buy, you know, 10 subscriptions uh, for um, their people, we have a, a, a discounted rate for that. This way, all the money that comes in is a donation to Imagination Storybooks, and it gives us the funding create more and more accessible uh, children's books. Mm-hmm. And and mom and dad or grandma or grandpa or auntie or uncle or whoever does this, or just friends of kids, um, they get a little tax deduction. Sounds good to me. They, they do, and they can buy a subscription as a gift for someone. Love the idea. Is the, the email and just gift a subscription. We also offer the option to gift subscriptions to blind and deaf children that that we are uh, communicating with. Um, Now they have free access if they qualify to the Describe and Caption Media Program. That's not going to go away, but not all children qualify. And especially we talked about neurodiverse children. Mm -hmm. They don't qualify for DCMP. But with hmm. us, they'll have access to all these books that we are doing. Some wonderful books about Jenny Noon, the girl on the moon, who, uh, you know, is in charge of keeping the stars shiny up in the sky. Um, <laughs> you know, Ellie, Ellie and her emotional dragons about uh, an elephant who has uh, four dragons that come out of her closet when she's happy or sad or angry. You know, it's it just uh, about, you know, handling your emotions wonderful children's books, and most of them self-published, independently published books. So we're going around the big publishers and and saying, you know, we can make these wonderful illustrated books accessible in audio, especially to all children. Well, I, I you know, I just think that, uh, as as you know, I work with a lot of kiddo authors, and that, um, I, I mean, I, I just think they should be making these books. Number one, they a lot of times don't think kids' books are audiobooks, but they are. And they're video books. And to get them to transition into that mode would just be part of the package. Okay, so we have a print, we have an audio, we have the, or we have a video possibility. I mean, uh, you know, there's just... So many ways to do that. So what? Oh, let me. I want to come back to the club. So let's say that um, I'm a grandma, all right, and that um, I want to, you know, buy Jimmy a a subscription. So I go to storybooks, imaginationstorybooks.org, right? And then, and then, what do I do? Well, there right now we have a sign up uh, on the front page to be notified mm-hmm. when we're going live. Uh, we'll be going live very shortly because uh, we're testing everything to make sure that the subscription model works and that everybody will get the access that they're they're guaranteed to get. So right now they can sign up to be notified uh, when we do go live, and we'll give them all the details about 
how to subscribe uh, and what the club entails, you know, with more than audio and video books. We are also going to be providing uh, materials for special ed teachers that go with the books that authors have already created for some of their books. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's going to be a unique experience. So are some of your authors, and we have like two minutes to our next break, for our final break. Do mm-hmm. some of your authors create, um, um, it, it's like our fiction authors, like very common, do discussion questions, you know, for book clubs and things. So are, are they, okay. So are they creating, and maybe we need to uh, train them to uh, these create these add-ons. So discussions for the classroom, you know, discussion questions for the kiddos in the classroom. Absolutely. So. You know, and if we can make things interactive, mm-hmm. uh, that is the key mm-hmm. to getting children interested. You know, uh, we're going to do a contest about uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, which we're also going to make accessible, where we're going to ask kids to describe the cowardly lion in their own words mm. uh, and 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 use the best description in the book that we do of uh, the accessible Wizard of Oz, trying to make sure that we are interacting with the children these books are aimed for. Yeah, or what the flying monkeys are doing, or what happens when that house drops on Dorothy. And yep. <laughs> so that it, well, there is a lot you can do. I mean, what kid hasn't seen, a visual kid hasn't seen The Wizard of Oz? What adults, yeah. maybe I better ask this of adults, because um, it, it seems to me that that particular uh movie is a perennial um, and it, it, it gets, there's kind of like a marathon or something that gets shows. And I have to tell you, Richard, you know, as they say, we're a minute from our break now, but I have to tell you when I was rearranging, I was creating, I have a, like a master guest suite. I created downstairs sometimes for when authors come in to work with me. So I just, you stay here. I'm the hotel. Um, but I went through some of John's old hubby, John's old. We have, some of those origin, original Wizard of Oz covers. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's been oh, they're fabulous. part of all of our lives. Yeah, they're, they're just fabulous. All right, so everyone, we're going to be taking a final break. Um, do, do write this down, imaginationstorybooks.org, uh, because if you've got kids on your life, this should be in their life too um, with you, and it will be a good thing. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides 
How to Make a Successful Book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we're in audiobook land. We're in video book land. And with us as the the wizard, the audiobook and storybook wizard is Richard Riemann. And um I, I wanted to spend some time um in this last segment just to talk about the power of audiobooks, why you should be doing audiobooks, um, and, and maybe some prep work. Richard, that what they need to do, um, how to engage somebody, when do they decide, I'm going to hit you with these all at once, Richard, um, how do you decide, is your voice the right voice, or do you need some help and get other uh, uh, someone else in? All right, so that's what I would love yeah, to cover yeah. here. <laughs> okay. okay, well, let's start with, should you do an audiobook? Audiobooks mm. are the fastest growing way to publish right now and mm -hmm. have been for several years. They are growing at the rate of about 30% uh, a year in audiobook sales. So it is definitely going up. And especially during the time of COVID, people started to listen to more audiobooks, not just in their cars, uh, but on their phones and on their listening devices, their Amazon Echoes and Siri and, and, and all those devices at home listening to audiobooks that way. It is um, a whole different audience you're reaching than are buying just books themselves or even the ebook versions. Audiobooks are, you know, people who love audiobooks become fanatics and, and have them as part of their lives. So almost every book can be made into an audiobook. 
um, usually through uh, Amazon's Audible, which has a, a division they call ACX.com, where you can find a narrator, or if you narrate it yourself, you can um, sell it there on uh, and get it on Audible. Uh, there's also a few places like Find Away Voices, where you can go into a wide distribution. That means your book will be available in library catalogs and at Barnes and Noble Audio and all of these Google Audio, all these different places to sell your audio book. Um, getting to should you narrate it yourself? Uh, maybe. If you have a background in voice acting, uh, teaching, uh, where you're a public speaker uh, a lot, um, yes. I mean, you do have to realize that you are not just reading your book out loud. You are telling a story. And if you are a good storyteller, that will come through when you voice your own book. But if, you know, that's not your bailiwick, as I used to say, then definitely hire a professional voice uh, and you know, you can um, get auditions of voice actors to do your audiobooks for you. And as far as how difficult it is, um, the, um, you know, if, if you have access to a recording studio, that's wonderful if you're recording it yourself because you've got professionals editing it. Um, yes, you can do it at home with the right listening environment. You know, the acoustics have to be right. You have to have a decent microphone and all of that. And you have to know how to edit the audio uh, to uh, to make it into complete chapters and, you know, eliminate all the ums, oohs, and uh, stomach noises uh, when, you, when you record. Um, so, so, yes, you can do it yourself. You can pay a professional to do it. And it's, uh, I think, um, really great to have your book, your ebook, and your audiobook all the same on your Amazon, available on your Amazon book page. And, and that is what they should have. I mean, sometimes it's a challenge getting it all together. Um, but that is, that should be the goal that when someone goes visit your page, that they see, oh, there's a print book and I, I can see the Kindle book and, oh, and here's an audio book. Um, and, and like, and, and certainly for children's authors, oh, here's a video book. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't and, know what other kinds of books are coming along, but. <laughs> well, and let's not forget that um, <laughs> AI, synthetic voices are being oh, used man. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for to to narrate audiobooks and okay, it, you know the voices are getting to the point where in the next few years, mm -hmm. uh, nonfiction books uh, it'll sound okay, it'll never sound great. Um, you know they, they 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 will put the emphasis on the wrong syllables. There'll be mispronunciations. Mm -hmm. There'll be, um, you know, a flat tone when uh, emotion should be there. Um, yes, there is a place for, um, for AI voices. And, you know, blind people will tell you that's how they listen to most books. Um, because, you know, it's, they have a text uh, version read aloud to them. But they listen at two or three times normal speed most of the time or more. 
oh. um, because because they can you know absorb it faster. They're just used to you know it's a robot voice anyway, um, so they can pick it up quickly, and that's uh, unique to the blind community. But yeah, the move to these artificial voices uh, for audiobooks so far, Audible is saying no, but I can see that changing uh, in in the future as these synthetic voices get better. Will they replace human voices? No, especially for things like children's books. Can you imagine? No robot voice out there is going to read a children's book out loud the way that you would to your child, the way that a professional narrator would. Yeah, or unless we have a robotic, uh, um, you know, robot, um, I, I think the whole AI, I was telling people, Richard, you probably love this, that that I think maybe we're going to start instead of putting all your alphabet soup of credentials, including MD or PhD or fill, fill in the blank, maybe whatever you write, you just should write HI for human intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I know the the audiobook narrators, uh, Professional Audiobook Narrators Association just came out with this huge campaign uh, to um, use human voices instead mm -hmm. of synthetic voices. Mm -hmm. And especially since Apple and some companies have uh, started to even take uh, authors' voices without their permission and use them to train their synthetic voices. So there's a lot going on in that world that, that is very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it's disturbing. And in fact, I heard someone say, I mean, I'm going to be doing a, an actually a live webinar. 11, web, webinar. Can you, can, I've lost my words. I've lost my letters here. Um, a live webinar um, fairly soon on to demonstrate AI. Uh, so people can see it. See, I, I, I see it really good usable for creating outlines. I, I think for some workbooks, it could be very handy with already pre-existing material. I see that it could be, I could take pre-existing material. In fact, I was showing someone how to do this not too long ago, Richard, where they could take an article that they wrote that was lengthy, like 2000 words and break it into five blocks. See, that, that's with a little help. See, that's little help, please. Um, that's where I think it could be very handy to expedite stuff. But for the creativity, it scares me a little bit. Uh, you know, I'll just put that on the table. I agree. Doing research, it's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. But research, actually, fabulous. But, but actually the creative writing, uh, yeah, no thank you. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, we're, we're getting off the audiobook topic, but it is a very mm -hmm. sensitive uh, area. Uh, any other questions about audiobooks? No, what, you know, and I think that going back into the narrators, let's talk about costs. What's it cost? What's it cost to create okay. an audiobook? Yeah, we have. Uh, and, we, to create, and Richard, we have two minutes. How's that? <laughs> okay. All right. To create an audiobook, you should budget probably two to three thousand dollars, actually. Um, whether it's studio time, paying a narrator, um, you know, just getting everything together. That's the actual uh, cost of creating an audiobook version of a typical, you know, six to eight hour long book. Um, the It's important to know, though, to make a children's illustrated books accessible. They're, they're, they're not as long 
and it costs $800 or less for us to create the accessible audio and video versions and an audio book you can sell on Audible. Uh, and you keep the audio, you keep the video, uh, you can use it uh, for publicity for your book, and you make your book available to so many more children out there, over 5 million who have these learning disabilities or challenges. And, um, you know, we keep the price down. It includes a Braille file that we do with every book mm. and, uh, you know, the captions and everything mm. else. And mm -hmm. so we've gotten mm. costs down to that. And it is a donation uh, when, uh, when people um, pay to have their book made accessible. Mm -hmm. So that's for whether it's kiddo books or um, it's we're talking about kiddo books, though, primarily here. Is that correct? For the illustrated books, making yes. it accessible. Yes. Eight hundred dollars yeah. for for a regular book, uh, nonfiction or fiction. Yeah. You're in the two to three thousand dollar range. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it's everyone is an investment. So that means that you're creating another product. This is a product. So how are you going to promote it? How are you going to sell it? Um, how does it get out? And Richard, maybe one of the quick questions, like in the next 30 seconds, how are your, the, your current books being distributed? Our current books are being distributed through Audible, Kobo, um, Libro mm -hmm. FM for libraries and 40 mm -hmm. other uh, websites. Yeah. So then, everyone, if you're looking for a, a book, I think maybe you just put in the title and put audio book, video book and see what magic happens. All right. Richard Riemann, thank you so much for being with us. You can find Richard at ImaginationStoryBooks.org. We'll be back with you next week. for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryan.